is the season salvageable and is Sohan turning the point guard corner? You are locked on Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, this is Hot Rod. And I'm RC from the Cybertron Spring. And you're listening to Locked On Spurs with Jeff Garcia. Welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. We're right here on the Lockdown NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Ken's Five San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Happy Monday, everybody. Happy holidays as well. We're in December. Christmas is right around the corner. But uh, yeah, we'll get you through the work week right here on Lockdown Spurs. Your first listen each and every day. You guys are the everydayers. We appreciate you making Lockdown Spurs your first listen every single day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Want to go to FanDuel.com right now, everybody? Make every moment more with FanDuel. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Hey, what are we talking about today? We're going to be having a guest, Rudy Campos. He'll be coming on shortly. We're going to discuss, is the season salvageable? Are we there already? Can this team, this season, the remaining games, can it be fixed? We're going to be discussing that. And has Sohan turned the point guard corner? Corner? He, you know, did have a 30-point outing recently. You know, is that a sign of things to come? Better? Well, we'll talk about that. But first, since the Spurs are off for a few days, they don't play against Minnesota to, I believe, uh, Wednesday night. So it's, it's a while. Let's get into some YouTube comments. It's been a while since we've seen what's going on in the Lockdown Spurs YouTube uh, section. So I picked out a couple. We're going to discuss that before we bring our guest, Rudy Campo. So the first one is from... Tay, yeah, Tay. He commented on the Lockdown Sports YouTube page. Chet got him in efficiency, but that's it. As of now, Vic, Victor Wimbayama, leads the league in steals plus blocks and leads all rookies in every stat besides assist. So what he's talking about is the race for the Roy, Rookie of the Year Award. In case you missed it, uh, of the major betting online sites, they're picking Chet over Victor right now. That's three of the five. There's still a couple out there that say Victor has it. But um, it's swung now towards Chet Holmgren's way out of OKC. Uh, I hear you, Tay. Yeah, uh, you, you know, I, I think this battle between Chet and Wimby will kind of fluctuate throughout the season. The betting sides try to have Chet ahead right now, and then maybe a couple of months later it'll be Wimby. So I think you still got to play this out again. Keep in mind, Tay, that this is just early part of the season. It's still November, a lot of games to play. You know, there's so many things could happen. You know, you know the Wimby just just detonates all over the league as he has been. You know, does those Phoenix night uh, Phoenix Suns games like yeah, thirty or more and just wreck shop. You know, Chet. You know, you know he can have his numbers come down if SGA gets going. There's so many factors going on, but right now I do agree with you. I say ultimately, if Wimby keeps this up, he should win the Roy. And I think he will win the win the Roy, but it's going to be a fun race to watch. It's going to be a great thing to see Chet versus Victor as the season moves forward. Who's going to take the home that Roy? You got to wonder though if the record for the Thunder and the Spurs is going to impact that race, and uh, just the roster itself. You know, Chet does have an All Star with him, uh, SGA. Wimby doesn't, so Wimby's going to have to really show out to really put a nail in the coffin for him to win that Rookie of the Year award. That's a great comment, uh, Tay. Keep it coming. The next comment we have here from the, on the Lockdown Spurs YouTube page is from Antonio Moya. He says, give it time. Watch this team turn into a true powerhouse. Maybe not this year. Give it two or three instant competitors. Yeah, this season has been a grind. I, I get it. You know, it's just started. 
And, you know, they're on that losing streak right now. Is it 14 now? And it just feels like it's just getting worse and worse. But there are signs that maybe they're turning the corner as well. You know, they were competitive uh, to the bitter end uh, recently in the loss to Atlanta. They have been showing signs of competitiveness. They're not getting they're getting L's, but they're not getting drugged by 30 or 25 or more, as we saw. But Antonio, you may be onto something. I look at the Orlando Magic. Uh, recently, uh, one of their players, uh, Wagner, spoke to the media. And mind you, they got Paolo Banchero, they got Wagner. They, they've had some high draft picks, so they've been a bad team. Now they're starting to turn the corner. And Wagner said it took about two to three years for that to happen. Now, of course, different sort of circumstances, different rookies, different makeup of the roster. You know, there's Wimby. Uh, he was the number one overall pick. You know, Paolo Banchero, he's a good player, but, you know, he wasn't at the level of Wimby. But look at that as a maybe an example set, maybe a, a blueprint. Uh, you, you know, as you know, the season moves forward. Look, it took Orlando a couple of years to now start getting going. Hopefully, the Spurs don't go through that. But look, it does happen. This these rebuilds do impact and franchises. You know, Orlando's going through it right now, but they're slowly coming out of it right now. Look at the Thunder; they're coming out of it. Your Spurs will come out of it as well. Give it time. But that's a great comment, Antonio. Appreciate that. Coming up next, we have Rudy Campos of Sweep the League. And we're going to be discussing, is the season salvageable? And discuss more about Sohan and the point guard spot. I know. But, hey, they got a few days off. We got to talk about something. That is coming up next right here on Locked on Spurs. But before we bring on Rudy Campos, I want to talk to you about Jace Medical. Look, go to Jace Medical right now. Look, I know we come to sports to escape and, you know, just, you know, for some crazy realities of life. Just get away from that. But we can talk about just for a minute about preparing for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. Look, this is crazy. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if perhaps your father or your parents, one of your kids, you know, got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from the life saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. Look, you got to get something the Jace case. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. Look, this, this stuff can happen to any of us, you, me, just somebody uh, close to you. So you got to be prepared. Get yourself the Jace case. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by an onboard certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to prepare than today. Everybody go to Jace Medical right now. Go to jacemedical.com. Use offer code LOCKDOWN to get $20 off your order. LOCKDOWN has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. LOCKDOWN Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of LOCKDOWN+. Plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe for the for the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Hey, this is Chris Sabat, and you're listening to Locked On Spurs with Jeff Garcia. And just like I told you guys, look who is back, everybody. It's Rudy Campos of Sweep the League. Follow him on X at Sweep the League. Rocking the chocolates hat. <laughs> you, 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 your collection of hats... Is must be pretty good, huh? I mean, you got that one that everybody loves, the Skyline, and now you got the chocolates. Yeah, I've got a bunch of them, and, you know, I, I left the Skyline one as boxed up because uh, we're moving. So uh, 
I got a bunch of hats. Uh, it's kind of weird. You may think this guy's a fan of every team in the sport, and Max actually now he's like the hats. He's just the hats, yeah. You know, you know, minor league teams do have fire hats. Like, you ever mm-hmm. seen the minor league team? They're actually really good. Yeah, I love them. The uh, the Texas League, especially like where the missions play, they mm-hmm. they've got. I think the Chupacabras have one. Yeah. Uh, Armadillo Sod Poodles. I love that one. So yeah. I've got a bunch of them. Yeah, he is the hat guy. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, he's not coming off the bench this time for anybody. He's mm. here. He's here to talk all things silver and black. And we're going to be discussing: Is the season salvageable? And has point as uh, Sohan turned that point guard corner? Maybe, maybe not. We'll find out. In a few seconds with Rudy Campos. And again, he is what sweeps the league. So, Rudy, the season, the record, it is what it is, well below 500. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, losing streak and, you know, you know, just getting bombed. The point is, not the greatest start to the season. Are we really there? Can, is, is the season salvageable, Rudy, or it's already done? Well, you know, if you're looking at the record standpoint, it's kind of an already done season. Uh, I mean, you're sitting at what, three and 13, I believe, or three and 14. So it's, you look at it that way, it's done. But there's ways to salvage the season. It's going to take some trades. It's going to take some rotation, like lineups. It's going to take some stuff like that to make this a more salvageable season. But (laughs) we already knew coming into the season, the first 20, 25 games is going to be brutal. And it's already shown. It's already seen fans trying to jump off the cliff and everything. And it's, you know, I'm saying don't do that yet. See what the trade deadline holds in there with the San Antonio Spurs. You might see a guy like Keldon being moved. Um, you know what? I'm just going to throw it out there because it's possible. You may even see a guy like Jeremy Sohan possibly moved, and there's a reason why he's being showcased so much at a point guard position, trying to, uh, you know, basically give get a bigger umbrella for him with more, uh, more you know, characteristic traits under his, more, you know, different types of stuff that he can do. So, Kind of just showing him out there, it's possible. So we need to wait to see what the trade deadline comes. But as far as it's an overseason, Jeff, I, I think we're looking at possibly another uh, horrible season for the San Antonio Spurs. You know, after the game, the recent game versus Miami, I'm sorry, uh, Atlanta, excuse me, mm-hmm. you were texting me, you know, you were livid, you were just upset. And you, you mentioned guard, you mentioned leadership and whatnot. Yeah. And I hear that. It's apparent. Is it salvageable for me? Man, I see the cliff. I see the edge of the cliff. I'm not there yet. I, I, I can see it. You know, I'm, I'm like, there it is. That's it. And we more L's or steps. We're already there. So I'm not there. I think it is salvageable even before the trade deadline. There's there's promise there. You know, we saw those two games in Phoenix. You know, we saw Wimby have a Wimby night. By the way, he's more consistent now. That's mm-hmm. what I like. And now he's becoming more consistent. I think. You couple that and with Devin Vassell and, you know, maybe you got something going here. Where I see it could be salvageable is this. If they pull the plug on the Sohan experiment and go, trade, just get out there. Just it's, it's done. It's get out there because everybody in the whole NBA world, sports world, to know that. I, I mean, really, the, the numbers are dramatic. I mean, they're night and day. They're not close. It's dramatic. Trey Jones out there as PG versus Sohan as PG. Which one's better? The numbers show that it is Trey Jones. So it's salvageable in that. It could be salvageable in the sense that Wimby is just Wimby and he just wills them to win. You do, you pull the plug on the Sohan experiment, you reinsert Trey Jones. Devin Vassell is playing great this season. Uh, and, and 
you know, it'll push Sohan to his natural position where he will flourish, as we saw late last season or throughout the season last year. So I see that as a way to make it salvageable. Another one, too, is just to rip the rip the Band-Aid off and start flipping players and bringing in, like you mentioned, veteran players and whatnot. When do you think it will get to the point where we're off the cliff now? Is it this losing streak going on? Is it just maybe they win one and then they get back on another losing streak? Like, when, where, when do you think they might pull the plug? So, you know, kind of the plug part, you're looking at the next couple of games. You've got New Orleans. You've got Minnesota. Then you've got Chicago. Now, the New Orleans and Minnesota games, I'm going to kind of chalk those up as an L. So we're going to probably see a close yeah. up, like 15-game losing streak. The Chicago game is kind of, kind of a different one. Chicago's struggling right now. You have, you know, a very unhappy Zach Levine. As of this recording, DeMar DeRozan is being shopped around to a couple of teams. So that whole team is kind of chaotic. So I can definitely see the Spurs winning that game since uh-huh. it is in San Antonio. Then, you know, you're right back in the Houston. You got another tough, you know, few games after that. So, uh, you know, the the cliff part, it's kind of hard to say, man. I, I want to say this for for everybody out there. It, it's probably not going to get any better. You're going to see the light in a couple of games here, and you're going to probably get all tingly inside. And just remember, it's Christmas time, so that's probably why you're feeling great about everything. Yeah. Um but it's not going to be, you know, you're going to see the light, but you're not going to be able to reach it is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. And I don't think it happens till probably towards the end of the season when, again, this rotation has to be in place. And you are 100% correct. Trey Jones in there is night and day compared to Sohan. That's kind of why I mentioned in the beginning the possibilities of maybe them moving to Jeremy Sohan, showcasing for other teams, because what other points or what other reasons are there for him to be continuing to run the point guard, not basically not allowing this team to take that next step. Yeah. Yeah. You, you throw Trey Jones out there and it's a wrap. You know, they start getting more wins than L's. The thing for me, though, is if they do flip some players to trade deadline, would that be a chemistry issue? I mean, would it be an instant fix? You know, let's just say they bring in a veteran point guard. Let's just say they bring in an all star. You know, is that really going to be instant fix if their record is, is the way it is at the trade deadline? If it's shot already, then I mean, if, if it's we're at the trade deadline and this record is horrible, I'm like, just whatever, just finish out the season and just retool in the offseason. What gets me though is media day was all about wins, then it turned into experimental, then and now it, it is what it is, you know, well below 500. I it feels like the Spurs almost set up expectations even higher than the hype was. In the, in the offseason, you start talking about wins, no more L's. Last season, it is what it is. And we're getting those wins. I'd rather, rather them say, hey, you know what? We're still in a rebuild. I think if they went with that to start the uh, media day, uh, preseason vibe, just say, you know, we got Wemby, great. Yes, big piece. But everybody chill. This is still a rebuild. I think that maybe would have softened the blow for Spurs fans, Rudy. Yeah, and you know, it's kind of funny you say that because you and I are big nerds. We're comic book nerds. We're everything. Yeah. We love the Marvel movies. And you know what, Jeff? Yeah. A lot of times you get fooled. So coming into the season, you have you know Victor Wimanyama. You're hyping the young crew. It's just a great feeling. What happened? Ticket prices go through the roof. I mean, the sales yeah. go through the roof. Prices go up. Everybody's yeah. a season ticket holder. And yeah. then when that Marvel movie comes out, you're kind of disappointed because why do we go waste all this money on that? Not saying the Spurs are a waste of money. But the product out there is very tough to watch. And it's something that, you know, myself and other people kind of were expecting and telling people, see what the experiment is like first. 
you know, as it was, Trey Jones was the only point guard on this team going into the season, the only true point guard. You have Devontae Graham, but he's not yeah. exactly fitting on this team right now. You have Blake Wesley, who he so might far, be, be one to go at the trade deadline for sure. Oh, Devontae yeah. Graham. Yeah. He yeah. So, playing. yeah. And Blake Wesley, I mean, I've, I've been saying, you know, well, Wesley, it's kind of like he's an Austin guy. He's not going to really be an NBA guy anytime soon. So, going into the season without any true point guard, without any true leadership, you're right, man. If you're coming to the trade deadline and you're sitting at, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know, eight and 30 something or whatever, eight and 20 yeah. something, you, you may think, okay, let's just not make any trades. Let's keep yeah, who we have right now. Yeah. Call it a wrap. Get ready for the next season. But you're right. You go from wins to experiment. That's kind of not what everybody's expecting, you know, when they were hyped for the season. It's mm -hmm. to make it salvageable, you've got to win now and you've got to make a deal pretty quick for somebody like a superstar. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, and and uh, as much as you bring in Trey Jones, I mean, you do that. And that's the thing too with Devontae. You've seen the Spurs team go through offensive droughts, and Devontae's you know he's like a microwave, like Vinny Johnson. He can get it going quick, yeah, and start scoring if they're going through droughts and bring out scores. I mean, his defense is shot. I know that it's not the best, but if they need an offense and need some punch off the bench, he's there. Why they're not playing him is baffling. I mean, he got some significant burn last year, and now mm. he's not getting any burn. Minimal, he get garbage time minutes now. So that's why I think like he might be he might be gone come the trade deadline. But there are ways to salvage the season. Everybody, we're trying to be positive. We got a roster. I mean, the lineup change, Trey Jones, a uh, flipping some player maybe. So who knows? We'll see. Hey, when we get back, we're gonna be uh, chatting about Sohan and if he's turned that point guard corner we're gonna be talking about that coming up next right here on lockdown spurs hey everybody this is nathan ray clark from criminal minds and modern family and you are listening to lockdown spurs hosted by victor wimbiana's new best friend jeff garcia hey i want to talk about FanDuel. as the weather gets colder the nfl offers stay hot on FanDuel. right now new customers get 150 dollars in bonus bets with any five dollar money line bet that is a winning five dollar money line bet that's 150 bucks if your team wins. So you've been thinking about joining FanDuel. There's no better time to get on the action than right now. The app is so easy to use. It's a wide range of betting options that include spreads, player props, over and unders, so much more. You're going to have fun with the FanDuel app. That's where you got to go get it right now. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and get the NBA season going. Keep on going with the NFL season. It's all ready to go for you at FanDuel. You'll have fun. I have fun on it. You'll have fun on it. Check out those futures. Check out those, I mean, just player props, everything. You want to go to FanDuel.com slash locked on right now. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Hey, I want to talk to you about Muslingers drive Through Coffee. Go to 2404,000 Oak, San Antonio. Go there right now. They're open every day, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. They have a big menu, so many options for you. Dairy alternatives, the signature drink, the Mudslinger. They even have uh, signature drinks as well, like the Alien. You know who that's about? Victor Wimayama, full can of Red Bull, Kiwi Green Apple. They even have the Sub Zero. That's in honor of Frank Harris, UTSA's very own. They got so much more there. They even have the Red Bull infused Lightning Bolt series. I mean, shall I go on? Of course, I'll go on. They have mini donuts. They have a friendly staff. They have a convenient location in this 281-1604 area, and. They are a proud local sponsor of Locked On Spurs and a proud community member of San Antonio. 
look, they're so active on social media. You can find them on X, Threads, Instagram, TikTok. The list goes on and on. Make sure to follow them at Muslinger, S-A-T-X. That's all one word. Do that now, San Antonio. Over 300 five-star reviews cannot be wrong. They are so awesome there. Go there right now. They even have the OG OJ. I had a little bit to do with that. That's the Orange Julius recreated only at Muslinger's Drive-Thru Coffee. Go there right now, San Antonio, 2404,000 Oaks Drive. Open every day from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Life is too short for bland coffee. This is Emily Swallow, and you are listening to Locked On Spurs with Jeff Garcia. And we're back right here on Locked On Spurs with Rudy Campos, the man of many hats. This time he's rocking the chocolates one. For those of you who do not live in San Antonio or do, don't speak Spanish, chocolate is a word for sandal. And the chancla is, 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 is it like the Infinity Gauntlet in San Antonio or Mexican, Mexican culture? It's that yeah. powerful, isn't it? Yeah, you know, the Infinity Gun is like a marshmallow compared to what the chancla can do. <laughs> I mean, everybody that lives in San Antonio, Hispanic heritage, Mexican heritage knows that if the yeah. if your parent brings out the chancla, you're done, done for. Yeah. You're yeah, done. You're, you're smoked. Yeah, I think Thanos would run away too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Thanos yeah, cannot sure. handle the chancla. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As a matter of fact, uh, again, the, among Mexican culture, everybody, the chancla is a way like your mom, your parents, your grandparents, they got after you at the kid, they would hit you. Mm-hmm with their sandal or a chancla. The San Antonio <laughs> Missions, a minor league baseball team in San Antonio, they have an alt name, and it's called the San Antonio Chancla. So yeah. see what they did to everybody? You see that? You see how they, uh, you know. Strike anyway, fear into the opponents. <laughs> exactly, with the sandal. All right, we're talking about your silver and black, and now we're going to be talking about one of the biggest storylines so far this season is uh, Jeremy Sohan at PG. So, Rudy, he's got a good sample size now. It's not like a gamer, gamer two. He has a good chunk. Uh, are you seeing him turn that point guard corner? What, what are you feeling about him? Or is it still an experiment? Well, you know, as far as Sohan goes, man, if you look at the record, it's a failure, 100% okay. failure. Yeah. But if you look at the player himself, there, there are some positives there. I mean – He's, you know, he's still he's averaging about 11 points a game. Now, the thing that I'm more surprised with Jeremy is he's shooting 42% from three-point range. And that, to me, is for a guy coming into the league who was not a great shooter, it's actually a really good thing to see that he's able to shoot 42% from three-point mm-hmm. range. 45% from the field, the biggest part of him is that he still does not know the position. And as someone who used to play point guard, you know, in high school and basketball, even before that, was – the point guard position is so tough to learn. You, It takes years to learn this. You can't just throw a player in there and say, okay, you're playing the point guard. That's like taking a defensive lineman in football saying, you're going to be our quarterback here. From here on out, you're going to be our quarterback. You've never thrown a pass, but we expect you to do good. That's what fans and I guess the coaching staff is expecting of Jeremy, to come in, run the show, make it happen. I don't see it, uh, but the positive side is – He's getting that experience, and he's trying. Let's not say that he's not trying. He is trying, but you know what? The sad part is is that fans are expecting him to just pick this up right away, and it's just not going to happen. You're talking about yeah. a six foot eight guy trying to do it. He's not Magic Johnson. He's not a Penny Hardaway. He's nothing like that. He's a guy that's powered for a position who yeah. has some basketball skills trying to run the most difficult position on the court. Yeah. He – um. Yeah, he flourished. I mentioned earlier, he flourished at the at the fourth spot, and mm-hmm. I think if you push him back there, he'll probably uh, light it up again. There's some hope, maybe we saw versus Atlanta. He did have over 30 points. Uh, yeah, he was defending well on the opposite end uh, for as much as he can until 
Trey Young just went Trey Young. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think there's just so much on his plate because you have to run the offense, get guys in position, run the point guard spot, then go back and defend the likes of a Trey Young. Yeah. So that's like double duty, and it's a lot. So, and as much as he had a great game, and Popovich glowed about him afterwards. I was in the conference room. I heard it. You know, thing one of the greatest games that Sohan has had so far in his young career. It's still the turnovers. He still yeah. had a turnover issue. He had what five turnovers, five six. Um, he said that it gets into his head sometimes. Point guards can't allow that to happen. They can't. You 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 gotta. You, and, and that's where Trey Jones. I mean, you look at his sister turnover ratios. It's, I think last year was, was one of the best in the league. Yeah. And I I also wonder like what is, does Trey ever think like what are these guys <laughs> doing here? Like why am I out there? You know, kudos on Jeremy. He does go to Trey Jones according to him and Jones that they have to pick his brain. You know about running it. But yeah, I'm with you. I, I I think it's it hasn't worked out at all. I don't think he's turning the corner now. If he duplicates what he did versus uh, Atlanta, and he does that against the Lakers upcoming, the Bulls or the Minnesotas, you know, okay, maybe there's something there. But as of this recording, no, I don't think he's turned the corner. Um, as great as that game was versus Atlanta, I need to see it again, and I need those turnovers to come down. So yeah, I'm mean, just thinking about that. That's a lot already on his uh, plate, uh, Rudy. Yeah, it is. You know, and I mean, he's not a. He's only, I think, averaging two turnovers a game, which it yeah. doesn't sound like a lot, but it does. It comes in. It's it's, it's the times of it. It's like the they, time when they happen. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it's not. It's like oh, he's just averaging two, but it's just when those turnovers happen is when it yeah. hurts the Spurs a lot. But you know, yeah, Jeff. I mean, you you can be very critical on Jeremy. I mean, but then again, it goes back to like I was saying: is it truly his fault? I mean, he's basically put yeah. in this position by Pop. And mm-hmm. if he used to tell Pop, you know what, Pop, I don't want to play this position. What happens? We've seen players in the past going to Pop's doghouse, yep. and then they don't ever come back out for a while. So exactly, I get it. You know, he's he's frustrated. Fans are frustrated, but the only person that doesn't seem frustrated is Pop. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, well. Why should we be frustrated if Pop's not frustrated? What is he seeing that we're not seeing? And and here's the thing, too. If it truly is an experimental season, you know, experimenting with Sohan, experimenting with Wimby just running around the place, no, no minimal calls for him, mm-hmm. then why not experiment with Blake Wesley? Why yeah. not? You know, he's there. You know, he's he's getting some chops in uh, in Austin, you know, see what he learned and throw him out there. Don't, what do you got to lose? Just snap a losing streak? <laughs> you know, or pick up some wins instead. I mean, why not just try it out? You know, if we're experimenting, that this is the the game that we're playing, experimental season, then yeah. go for it. I mean, again, what do you got to lose? And then also too, what do you got to lose? Were for maybe not starting um, Sohan at point guard, maybe start Trey Jones and experiment with him going back to his natural position, and then maybe in the second half and then put him back at the point guard. Yeah. something you know what if you just put trey jones out there to just ignite the team to get them going get them in the flow you know and then go back uh you yeah. know if it's all about experiment rudy then ex- let's just experiment with that yeah and you know let me throw out some names for you here tyrese halliburton stefan uh stephen curry luka Doncic, yeah. kate cunningham all these guys are way much better point guard at the position than jeremy sohan but 
the one thing that they all have is they are all averaging more turnovers than Tr Jeremy Sohan. There you go. So there, like I said, there's positives and there's negatives. It's just the timing of his turnovers. And also it's his court vision, Jeff. There's a lot of times he's missing those open guys. He's missing Victor under the basket. There's a lot of times he's not making the right pass, but again, as frustrated as you get and everybody else is, you got to remember it's not his natural position. So we got to maybe got to pull the reins back just a tad bit. Do you think this is a byproduct of Josh Primo still? Because he was their mm -hmm. point guard. He was that PG to lead the team. You know, they, they banked yeah. it on him. I mean, from the advertising, he was faces everywhere. He it's a shocking pick where he fell. Yeah, what was he, number 11, right? I think he was. Uh, yeah, 11 or 12, I yeah. think. 11 or 12, yeah. He was a high pick when he wasn't even projected to go anywhere near the top. Yeah. And so they that banked on, they banked on him. And if you look at historically what the Spurs have been trying to do with the point guard spot, they've been looking for big point guards from mm -hmm. Primo to Sohan, Keldon Johnson, the South African bat, and Austin, they had him run the point guard spot. Yeah. You go further back, here's a name you haven't heard in a while, Bryn Forbes. Bryn yeah. Forbes, when he was in Austin, they wanted him to learn the point guard spot. They were, they've been looking for big, big point guards. Mm -hmm. And with the primo fallout, perhaps this is a byproduct of that. They're like, well, you know, we got to get uh, Wimby a running mate. Maybe Sohan can be it. And let's go. Experimenting. So, yeah, you know, I don't think he's turned the corner yet. Hopefully he yeah. will, though, because this team needs – a floor general, but it, it, does it, does it, should, it, it you've got the right. assets. I don't yeah. see. I mean, the problem is, is if there's point guards out there that, that want a new home, that's, that should be real about it. I mean, yeah. you can go trade for a point guard. If that's the mm -hmm. one position where you really need to be so, so mm -hmm. solid on, you can go make a trade. And there's no doubt about that. It's just what it, it's one big picture, Jeff. And this is kind of what I was texting you about last night. It's one word. It's identity. We have not seen the identity for the San Antonio Spurs yet. We don't know if they're defensive minded. We don't know if they're going to we don't even know if they're going to build around Wimbanyama. Let's be real. I can't answer that. And if anybody that can answer that, please uh -huh. let me know. We don't know who the hell they're going to build around right now. So if you're going to build around Wimby, then why not surround him with a point guard, a pass first happy right. point guard or somebody like uh -huh. that? So we don't know which way this product is going or this this team, this car, whatever you want to call it, this truck. We don't know where it's going. There's no identity until you can find the identity and you see the players in their natural position where they're going to be for good. It's kind of hard to say how good this team is. And remember, preseason is preseason. Those wins against Phoenix were way early in the season. You know, so it's just kind of got to take it for what it's worth. Yeah. Yeah. Hang on in there. Spurs fans, I asked Spurs fans recently about their patience level. Mm -hmm. For the most part, most of them are being patient, but I think it's starting to wear thin already. I I've I seen Spurs fans already throw their hands up in the air to say whatever it's done. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's cooked already. So well, you I'm had a, you had but, your buddy Jimenez. Uh, I guess yeah, he pinned a, he pinned a post on Twitter saying that this team is a forty win team and they're gonna make the playoffs. Uh, and did he you know it? Yeah, it's not been no more. But hey, I, I'm bet. one of the few that got a screenshot to kind of bring that up at the end of the good, year. Good. I would <laughs> save that receipt. Yeah, save yeah, that receipt for a good time. He is Rudy Campos of Sweep the League. And uh, tell us about Sweep, man. Yeah, so we're settling in into the uh, the new home office here for Sweep the League. Uh, we've been on a really big hiatus, but everybody's ready to get back. Rocky, myself, Candice, 
uh, stats. And also, we are partnering up with a few networks now. So we're oh, nice. Gonna, Congratulations. Yeah, so the Sweep the League Network is going to be a thing here pretty soon. We're, we're trying to launch that. So once we get everything going, we'll tag everybody uh, from baseball to football to college football. I mean, there's tons of stuff that's probably going to be happening. So just be on the lookout. Look at that. Rudy moving on up like the Jeffersons <laughs> back in the day. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, an, it was a 70s show, 80s show. So it was way back then, moving on up. Wait, By the man. way, when I was uh, living in New York City, mm-hmm. I had a brief stint of living in Manhattan. And I lived across the street from the Jeffersons apartment. Really? Like the actual building that you see when the intro, when they're yeah. the U-Haul, they're driving the street and they pull up. That building you see in the intro, I lived right across from it. Oh, wow, man. Yeah. That, that's a big part of nostalgia there for you. It was. It was. I was looking to say, oh, my God, that's the Jefferson's building. <laughs> I was like, let me go up. Let me go. Let me, let me see if, uh, if, uh, if they're there. Let me see if the crew's there. Anyway, <laughs> uh, he is, again, Rudy Campos of Sweep the League. Follow my next at Sweep the League. Hey, make sure to make a lockdown story. It's your first listen each and every day. Free and available wherever you get podcasts, Google Play, iTunes, Ken's 5 Plus app, Spotify. Pick a platform. The Locked On Spurs and the Locked On Network shows are there. And we appreciate you. Y'all guys are the everydayers. We'll be back tomorrow. More Spurs talk. Hopefully you talk about a lot more wins, some positive stuff. <laughs> we're, we're hanging in there with you, uh, Spurs fans. But for Rudy Campos, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs.